Are these a certain brand or designer that you can name? No, these are Wayfair, like, knockoffs of a Saarinen, like, you know the Saarinen chairs that are, like, wrapped in fabric that usually have green and there's a little pocket in the back? Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm just trying to give people an idea of what we're talking about. We do a very bad job of visual description on our art podcast. Well. (laughs) But so, yeah, no, these chairs are fucking awesome. They have armrests. Is it pleather or real leather? It's way fair, so I'm going to go with pleather. pleather. I think they did cost like 150 bucks each, but when they fall off a truck, who knows? Yeah, sure. You got them from somewhere we need not name. These are my, these are my, uh, these are my war prizes yes you conquered one camp and moved on to the next but yeah. not without some pillaging oh i there was so much <laughs> pillaging so much pillaging um not that much i almost got a table out of it a, a table yeah. almost fell off a truck mm-hmm. <laughs> that seemed yeah we don't need like a fifth table in this room well i would have got gotten rid of the uh right the now we table. have a table that also functions as a chair because there's so many tables in this room it is a bench. Technically, this thing is a bench. It was never a table. We just repurposed it that way, and now it's a bench. It's uh-huh. Back to its original purpose. Uh-huh. Full circle. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, welcome to Green and Lewis. I feel like we're doing our uh, social distancing really appropriately tonight. We're sitting very far apart. Oh, yeah. It's because... <laughs> well, I didn't want the sound from the street, because normally I would just so sit at the head of the table. So you closer to the window. No, I'm to the corner. Okay. There's more All like right. wall behind me. Yeah, now. I got you. I got you. You're right. What? No, and you and you thinking. needed to actually have a back on your chair because yeah. you've been sitting on a bench oh, for weeks. So, oh, so hard. Yeah, my posture is bad. I can't like actually enunciate. Now I'm like, ooh, a back. I can sound different. Ooh, I don't yeah. Have to, ooh. It does. It wakes you up a little bit. Yeah. If you're more comfortable while we're doing this, it's it's always better. Yeah. But yeah, I should say I'm I'm sad tonight because we were supposed to do a guest episode. Oh yeah. With uh, political correspondent Natalie Lerner. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is how much things change in a week. You know, mm, yeah. one week ago, we were making plans to do a podcast about the uh, primary. We were going to talk Joe Biden before that debate. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, who who gives a fuck, man? Mm, yeah. it could, it, nothing could be like farther. I don't know. It seems like a whole nother world now. But so Natalie's taking her uh, self-quarantine very seriously, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is good. Um, but going out in the world, which I think is a good thing. Like going out in like parks. Well, I think like she's outside. still got to go to work. Unfortunately, oh. uh, they might yes. start working from home or whatever. I, I can't say, but uh, mm. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, really, some of us are stuck in in the trenches with the public. And I can't very... believe you're still working. That's in- unconscionable. I give it three more days. You think so? I mean, I'm sure we can't really talk about it that much on here. But are are you getting the sense that your beloved institution is making moves, or no one is making money? Uh huh. It's I, I explained it on the phone as like this is theater of normalcy. Yeah, it totally is. That's right. I was like, this is like this isn't for anyone. This is like I don't know why we're doing this. Well, you know in, I'm losing money, like shitting money. Right, right. No, I know. Um it is theater of normalcy. And in fact, like I've been noticing because I've been going out and about a little bit. I've mm-hmm. been really trying to limit it, but just going to the studio or just being here, in either case I'm alone. Yeah. So my exposure's limited. But I'm really alarmed at the number of people on the street that Just people are not out, taking yeah. this seriously at all. No. And I don't know, like it's, you know, I hate to be a scold because I don't like people like that. But people mm. keep saying like, it's not a snow day, but sure seems like a lot of people are treating it that way. You know, who's out and about in my neck of the woods of the world? Who? Elderly people. 
Nuh-uh. And then families with kids. And I'm like, either you're dumb, don't have the news, or you're like, fuck it, I don't care. You know... Uh, Which, uh, okay. Like I talked about on, you know, all of our episodes, like, where I talked about canvassing. Yeah. Uh, I guarantee you that there's a lot of people that don't even know what's going on right oh, now. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's people that don't know there's a presidential primary going on right now. There's people that don't even know what that is. Who put this bookshelf here? It's so close to my head. You put yourself near the bookshelf. I sure did. Please, please stop getting distracted. We got to have a good episode. I'm excited to podcast tonight, but I, you know, should we do like stay a, on track a man. multiple times a week one? I think we should just start podcasting all the time. I don't give a shit. I got nothing but time, man. I think I think I think a lot of people are in that particular conundrum. It's like nobody's doing anything well we can talk about it after we finish recording but i was thinking why don't we just put this one out as soon as i get it done like tomorrow morning yeah because you know this relates to the conversation anyway i was thinking about today in my studio like no matter what we say tonight because i do want to talk about covid it's already yeah and all this stuff going on but like no matter what we do if we put this out on thursday it's going to be instantly dated or it'll, it'll either be worse or it'll be better. Who knows? It'll probably just be irrelevant. That's what yeah. I'm afraid of. Because I, yeah. I, I, I haven't had a chance in a while to like listen to all my usual podcasts mm-hmm. all in one day. Oh, it's yeah. been a really long time since I've like you know gone through the catalog. And a lot of mine come out on Monday. Mm-hmm. And usually they're recorded within 24 hours. Oh, just these okay. certain ones. So yeah. like it was really helpful to listen to them kind of in the moment. Um, and it made me really self-conscious about this because... Seriously, by Thursday, we don't know what kind of world we're going to be living in. Mm. It's just, you know, think about it four days ago and then four days before that and then four days before that. Like eight days ago, it was like, eh, I know. How are we doing? And then four days later, you're like, oh, sh- mm, we have a problem. Well, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's unfolding at such a rate that like four days. I mean, Jesus Christ. I'm, not, I'm trying not even to think more than an hour ahead anymore. Really, what's the point? You don't want to know when you want to take a nap or when to take a, a baked good out of an oven? No, I'm not a napper. That's true. You know what? And I don't bake either. Hmm. Okay. So we live very different lives. I yeah. I don't. I don't really have to worry about timing in general. Oh shit! That's well, the one thing I forgot in the hunkering down. It, the Trader Joe's had no butter, and I was like, I just need to make the blondies, and I just need a stick of butter. I got a stick of butter for you. All right. I, I did in in my uh, prepping. That I sounded like a threat, and also like a, a bad pickup. <laughs> oh, line. I got a stick of butter for you. Pal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, you know there's a. a it has many uses. Ew, there is a lube brand called Boy Butter. That's disgusting. It comes in a tub like margarine. Oh jeez, it one comes of the... in a tub like uh-huh. margarine. Uh huh. Like a like Albaline. Does it have like the Lando Lakes lady on it? But he's like a village person. Instead. No, it's got like a a twink with a fat ass like pointing <laughs> back and I'm like, hey, can't believe it's not ass. You're gonna have to post that on the Instagram. That's a good one. Ugh, no, I don't want to even. I, that's a haunted image. Well, but... anyway. Yeah, but you know what I was told as far as prepping goes for the COVID thing is mm-hmm. just buy more of the same stuff you know you're going to eat anyway. Because, yeah. you know, people are going nuts and getting, like, all sorts of shit. So I just doubled up on everything. Well, I bought, like, so in the Trader Joe's, all yeah. the regular meat empty. I'm like, first of all, I know none of you white people who live in Manhattan know how to, like, braise a short rib. <laughs> like, no. I... Mm, maybe three consuela knows how to do it so it's not a problem Consuela's staying home so like that's not mm-hmm. happening um not if she's living oh boy um wow parasite really coming true um you know like the, like it was things that i was like 
like the top shelf things that are odd. I was like, you don't, people don't know how to cook this shit. But like frozen chicken thighs, endless. I was like, cool. I love chicken thighs. Oh God! But you know that makes no sense, right? Like you should buy the frozen food because it'll it will last, last longer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I was like, people think they're just gonna be off of work for like three days. The the All other right, day cool. when I was uh, at Food Bazaar waiting in line for an hour for the second time in two days, excuse, because I had forgotten that we had no toilet paper. I bought some the same day. Right? I know, I yeah. and I th- and I thought you might, but I didn't want to risk it. Mm. I don't know, dude. All of this hysteria is getting to me, just like everyone else. So I didn't buy a tremendous amount, but I had to get some because we literally had none. You can vouch for that. Yeah, we were down to the Scott, and when yeah. you're on to the Scott, it's big trouble. It's that's just like ugh, it's like a dry erase board on your ass. Oh yeah, Jesus. So anyway, I'm in line, and the kid behind me, I call him a child, even though he probably lives on his own. Mm. Uh, maybe a 22 year old kid. He had a basket full of only meat, like, you know, pork shoulder or whatever the fuck. Fresh meat. The entire basket full of it. That and marshmallows and cereal. What? And I was like, okay, man. Like, I know you're really, really high right now. Yeah, that's... And you're, you're like, really freaked out about all this stuff. But I don't know what you think you're going to do with all that pork. Pork is the most suspicious of all the meats, too. You get trichinosis. Yeah, well, and I don't. You you can't possibly cook whatever twelve pounds of meat and eat that all in a week. Uh, that's like, why you need the toilet paper because you will just yes, shit rocks. Correct. Like you and I, the two of us, we can put away some food. Yeah. I mean, if we take the governor off, there's no stop. I'll speak for myself. There's no stopping. Me. What's the governor? You know, like a governor on a car that limits its speed. Huh. Yeah, that's a thing. Like okay. for uh, U-Hauls have those, for example. Okay. I was just using it as a metaphor to say that if I take my personal governor off when it comes to food consumption, yeah. there is no upper limit. And still, I think the amount of meat that this guy had and that it seems like people worldwide are buying, I mean, it's all just going to go to waste. Yeah. What the fuck? I I mean, like this is why, like, you know, the only thing left behind was an artichoke, like the pile of artichokes. <laughs> and like... I think it was Gwen who was like, all you have is time. You can steam that fucker for 40 minutes, have a really luxurious thing, and then chop up the hearts, throw it in a pasta since you fuckers are hoarding it. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, that's true. Like, I would take the time to learn how to make that because I'm never going to. Right. But even the jarred ones left behind, I'm like, even that would be lovely. Like, you roast that under a bird. Sure. If you know what you're doing. But again, it's like, oh, I don't know. That's Italian. It's going to give me viruses. (laughs) I have noticed that... um all of the wine stores have a really uh, murky selection right now. Oh yeah, because they can't get anything from Italy. Apparently, that's just what I'm guessing. Ah, it's so it's been wine shops full of white wines o- almost exclusively, and then like their top shelf stuff that they don't sell anyway. Well, yeah, you can't like well low tier French Burgundies are. Ugh. It's not fun, or like even like what's it? Oh, fuck, what's it called? It's something to bu- 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 Cyrano de Bergerac. Oh, no, the Beaujolais, Beaujolais, yeah, it's some kind of Beaujolais kind of nonsense. Uh-huh. It's a, a mash wine, oh, like yeah. a, mix, a mixer-upper. Sure. Tastes like battery acid. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, so I don't know. Hmm. Although so, I'll tell you what, like, I'm not trying to find a silver lining in all of this because, frankly, I don't think there is one, and maybe we'll get to that later. Hmm. <laughs> but, uh... My quality of life, just knowing that I don't have to go to work for a while, Pretty lovely. is a tremendous improvement. <coughs> and I'm talking about things, it, this is reminding me of it, because even things on a basic level are so improved where like, I don't have to get up 
hard at 7 a.m. anymore. Mm -hmm. Or I can cook myself breakfast. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, it's like, wow, it really makes you realize working a nine to five, like how deprived you actually are of any freedom at all. Yeah. 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 This working from home thing, man, I could really get used to it. I'll tell you what. You're working from home? Yeah, yeah. I got connected to a server today. Like, I got it all set up on my computer in the back. Oh. But, like, the total amount of projects that I could possibly achieve over the course of the next two weeks will take me, like, two hours. Mm. So, you know. Do you, like everyone else who has a desk job, stretch it out over six weeks? That's exactly what I'm going to do. But it really makes you realize, like, how... Well, in my case, it's different because my job is physical and I do do a lot at work. But, like, most people don't even need to have their jobs. Well, they don't need to go to a workplace. That's true. I I wonder, do you think at the end of all of this, we might, like, start adopting, like, a work-from-home culture in general? I think, truly, this is, like, knowing corporate behaviors and stuff like that, like, on many different many 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 different like avenues what whether again if that's finance retail uh marketing that kind of stuff you need to go in to have a face meeting just to be like hi i'm working but as long as your shit's getting done you truly can work wherever the fuck you want yeah if you are attached to a computer for eight hours it's mostly mostly just the social thing so like people who work in marketing typically come from like a retail background they're like people i love people we like to bounce ideas it's like you don't it's it's that old joke of like uh, wow a meeting that could have been an email yeah totally. it's like we're finding out that a lot of things just could be an email well and i think some of that um i don't know some of that rhetoric of oh we love people and that's why we come here and blah 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 is really just like internalized corporate propaganda yeah. where really they want you at work as like a panopticon device so that you can be monitored. It's like completely punitive. Well, it's the really idea of like, it. well, we need to make sure you're on track. And it's like, you know what? Maybe some people who li- just actually work in 11 to 8 at home get way more shit done. Yeah, I think I, I don't know. You know, I don't have any facts or figures to cite, but I would imagine that productivity goes up as quality of life goes up. In <laughs> fact, I know that for sure without any facts. Well, people won't work as long, which yeah. is something that I think we talked about a long time ago. Where I was like, I don't think anyone needs to work longer than like six hours a day. No, no. I, I think... um. One thing I do know is that, like, if you tracked the rise, you know, because the 40-hour work week is a 19th century innovation, right? If you tracked, like, for productivity and the acceleration of technology, like, the work week should be around, like, 20 hours by now if we'd been making, like, similar adjustments along the way. And we never did. So the 40-hour work week is just, like, a norm that is maintained. It's also related to the market. Go ahead. Like, in terms of, like, the way that stocks pivot up and down, like, you want to see, like, productivity and if you need to shift... uh a strategy because things are changing in the world or like whatever like but we also live in a world where like i don't know like consumption is happening all the time yeah it's not related to store hours or no. even market hours because there's after hours trading and things going on like and the markets don't really do shit on fridays except this past friday right shut the bed but that's those are rare occurrences yeah but the point you're making is is we don't need well, to follow these things. Is anymore. well taken in that, yeah, like again, like a, a standard business day and all of the events that are synced with that, even like, you know, things on a larger scale, like scheduled financial quarters and stuff yeah. like that, are all just conventions based on 150 years ago. Yeah. That, it, that are really being followed arbitrarily. Yeah. And, and like, I, I wonder, I'm curious to pick your brain about this, given what, you know, little you know, but more than me. Um, do you really think that companies will like crunch the numbers after a situation like this and make 
changes as a result or do you think they're hungry to revert to the status quo i think there will be so much loss in terms of profit short-term profit that when you look around at the real estate that people are spending what they're realizing is we don't need it meaning the labor that they employ or what the real office real estate like real estate real estate you have midtown's been empty for three weeks right and it, it in all honesty, it's probably the least impacted by a work-from-home situation than a, a lot of industries. Yeah. I mean, if you're just talking about insurance or advertising agencies or whatever, they do a lot of that over Skype anyway because uh-huh. they have international yeah. partners or whatever. So Alex was working, did a seminar over Zoom. She's like, I don't know. I just did it over Zoom. We really don't need to do this in person. I'm it's not like, sure oh. if you saw Ulrika's email, but like even the spiritual community has taken to doing like Kundalini and yeah. things like that over Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't, I mean, people will always like having spaces, but the idea of a flex space where it's like, here's a kind of open office plan, but no one has like a C-suite. Like, maybe like if you're an executive, you get a small, like an office, you get to be part of the office, but at a certain point, it's just like, there'll just be general work table. It'll, everything will just be a WeWork and much smaller. Right. Because people will just be like, we don't need these fucking buildings anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know what that means for Manhattan. Yeah, right. I mean, suddenly you have hollowed out skyscrapers. I uh-huh. mean, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. But half of those sec- like giant skyscrapers, if they're not residential, are most of the time empty anyway. Yeah, yeah. You have 30 story buildings that are occupied 20%. Right. Constantly. The the only the only thing that comes to mind for me as it always does is the negative aspect of that. Like the the negative knock-on effects are like, well, then what happens to all the house cleaning staff and like all the employment that is based around just the maintenance of this real estate? Yeah. I mean, you do have to still maintain it to a certain extent even if it's unoccupied. But I can't imagine yeah, I can't imagine what that means. Do they do they transition them into residences? I have no idea. That would probably be the easiest thing. Right. Because there are like this is a classic downtown thing where you have mixed mixed use. Yeah. You know, my former location was a mixed use like i knew at 11 o'clock that there'd be wake and baking right. floor above me <laughs> and then on the floor above them was like a startup well it, it makes sense too in a society that's like not really based on labor productivity so much as like abstract things like service or or um, finance or whatever that like you would want to transition them into residences because you can rent seek now yeah you're just increasing a market which requires no production at all yeah, and the other thing too, like, <clears throat> this is like a bigger bubble of, in terms of real estate in general. Is like prices are going to flat. Like, I this is again wild speculation, but like, it's, once the landscape goes out, where it's like, well, this space is unnecessary. Can't charge the rent that you do. Yeah, so that's there's right. going to be a, a big drop unless it's like storefront, right? Ground level front. Maybe that's different because I don't. I get the sense like you're not going to go to a third floor food hall. No, right, getting right. that up to code to do any of that would be impossible. Like any sort of attraction would be hard. Maybe you can shove a movie theater. Well, in, you just like, run into practical problems with something like a restaurant on an upper floor because now you're talking about basically having like a designated freight elevator or something like. That's well, Columbus Circle has that. Yeah, I mean, there was a restaurant on top of the World Trade Center. It's not impossible. Yeah, it's just that it's increases annoying. your yeah. cost on a low margin thing already. I don't see why. Mm. you know but even then there's already existing freight elevators in all of these buildings anyway like i really wonder i don't know because i guess the theme of this conversation already and something i've been thinking about today is like what kind of world are we going to emerge into 
And I don't just mean in the short term after this pandemic clears up, but like clearly things are changing so rapidly on every level that in the next couple of years, or even if it's a decade, I mean, it's going to be a radically different like social structure and political structure than we've had before. And I wonder if something like this, like if you actually do have a, you know, a real estate glut yeah, and suddenly you have skyscrapers that become residential, like I've talked before on this podcast about how I think like the future is going to look a lot like Blade Runner or like um, Dread or something where like you could very easily see that being turned into like, I don't know, public housing or, yeah. you know, on one hand or That's an option. even even if it's private or something. But like if you're talking about like the kind of, again, negative knock on effects of something like that, that people will not think through. And we'll yeah. rush right into like um you know imagine a skyscraper sized building that was a project, there that already exists. Well, yeah, sort of, but like, but not you're like, talking about five times as big. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Well, that I, I, tr- I mean, if anyone could tell us what happens on like the fortieth story, I would love to know. Yeah, but I feel like even like think about Rockefeller Center. Like, I don't know what happens in the middle. Right. Right. I know what happens in the lower floors and the upper floors because those are, again, just exec- bloated executive suites where they're just sitting around all day. Well, because the middle floors are the least glamorous. So yeah, really, suck. Yeah, so really nothing of spectacular interest is happening there. I mean, you're probably mostly talking about what, like the archives of businesses, things like this, things Serv- that don't those need are floors windows. With servers on them. Right. Yeah, exactly right. Which... To be fair, maybe you might need more servers if people are working from home. You're sure, doing yeah, a yeah. lot of data, like you know, whatever. Again, I don't even know how that works. Right, but well, you know, like one of the reasons that they've been throwing the circuit breaker on the stock market. Did we talk about this on the last episode, or was that just you and I off mm-hmm. mic? Are you familiar with that? The like e switch. Well, yeah. So if the market starts tanking and it loses a certain percentage, there's a switch that's thrown that just stops trading, trading yeah. for a specified period of time. Um, they put that in place like in the late 80s, but really the reason that they've started to util- utilize it so much now is that the AI that does most of the stock trading independently of humans gets really confused. That's the way yeah. that, that traders put it. It doesn't get confused. It's reading the situation accurately and sell, baby, sell. Yeah. But they need that switch in place because that AI can just like run out of control. And yeah. you just reminded me of it with the server thing because there's like this whole thing on Wall Street where they actually have to house the servers as close as possible to the trading floor, like physical proximity yeah. to get the highest speed so that they can outcompete other AI. That's why you have those like center bundle things. Part yeah. of those are like relay servers. Right. Um, which again, doesn't surprise me because if you have like a mile of cable and it's like above or below, like you're going to be at a disadvantage. Right, right. Even though it doesn't seem like it, you will. Sure. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. And it just really makes me wonder about, okay, so if that's an aspect of our future in the short and long term is pretty much digi- digital working and isolation, you know, whether it's a consequence of a pandemic or not, that's the ultimate effect of it. Like, what happens if power becomes a problem ever? Things like this, like, you know, these are just things that are not, gonna be considered before they're rushed into well you know maybe but i don't it's it really comes down to the not necessarily power but maybe like internet accessibility where it's like listen fuckers it's a utility stop it yeah 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 
you can't have a monopoly of optimum like draining my dick of $95 and slow speeds that doesn't even go beyond a room. Right, right. Like get wrecked. This is utility. I'm not I shouldn't pay for it. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I I'm I'm trying for the sake of the podcast right now not to be overly negative, but like I'm really worried because a lot of these really self-evident things and the internet as a public utility is one of them that like kind of need to happen. It should have happened already. It should have happened already, but kind of need to happen in the wake of something like this or during something like mm-hmm. this. And you could you could chalk a lot of things up to that too, like UBI or, you know, different socialistic practices that would help with a safety net. Instant like, unemployment, no right. screen like come on. I have no faith at all that in the United States they will do any of this except in the short term to like ameliorate this crisis and then immediately take it away and maybe do things even even more punitive like That'll fuck up a market even harder uh, well i know but like the, it, but it will save it in the short term yeah and, but that's stupid you know, i know i know it is but but that's why i'm i'm Ugh. i'm really dreading whatever emerges out of this cuz i think people have a lot of i don't know a lot of the conversations i've been having just via text or in person with friends lately People are trying to be as optimistic as they can because, like, the oh, long- it's an, oh no, there's an underlying anxiety. Oh, oh, undoubtedly. Which I'm like, uh, I don't know. Well, listen, like, I think as this, what's happening to me tonight, for example, is like as this wears on, you know, you you get a hold of your feelings a little bit better. Like the first couple of days of this, uh, when I realized like I wasn't going to be working anymore or whatever, um, that anxiety is just out of control. Like I, I like in in my case, I just could not stop ranting and raving about like the end of the world. Yeah, know. this is why I got mad at you. Yeah, the to the day, point where I was got... like, I, I've been trapped in again, right. trapped in a mall for a good part of ten hours. I already have that anxiety. Like I'm processing that, but I'm like, just tell me what you want to tell me. I don't truly don't care. Don't just tell me. Give me the info. Like whatever. Well, yeah, and you were totally justified to get mad at me in that moment because, like, what I what I wasn't being sensitive to initially was like other people's needs of like everybody is feeling this, and it doesn't help to like just be a dragon breathing fire <laughs> on like everyone's anxiety constantly, which I've been doing still. But <laughs> but my <laughs> but my but my point is like as this wears on, like that anxiety just becomes kind of normal. And I feel like you can have a bit of a handle on it. Yeah. And some of the conversations I've been seeing that are trying to be optimistic or trying to be like locally helpful, I really worry that people don't have a clear head about about how basically about how bad this could possibly be in the long term. Oh, I mean, that's hard for anyone to, you know, have any handle on because of the immediate fear and panic right which again like part of like i don't like this i don't like the phrase social distancing because like that doesn't necessarily like people are already that yes people are already that we were watching the circle last night people are already doing this already and now it's just like enforced and it's like that's the part that is like you just put you know free moving people into self-imposed anxiety-ridden not isolation tanks, but what's it called? In jail. Like a cell. No. Or or uh like like the hole, like the shoe, like the um What's the thing where that you separate why am I blanking on this? The thing uh twenty four you're alone twenty four seven, what's the thing? Solitary confinement. You just put a 
bunch of people into solitary confinement who are afraid. Right. You gave them the creature comforts of their own home. Right. But they're going bonkers. And especially, let's also, you can't do that in New York, for example. You put people alone in their houses, they're fucking used to it. They're like, oh, good, we don't have to go to dinner with Karen. Well, right. Fucking great. It does have this side effect of actually feeling like a relief. Like like I said earlier, like the last couple of days for me have been great because all I ever want to do is be alone and go to my studio anyway. So cool. Like that's officially sanctioned. Yeah. Awesome. But you get people who are like my apartments the si- like the size of this room yeah. i i live most of my life outside of it because like i will go fucking bonkers you know whatever right. um they go crazy well it's interesting what you said too that the term bothers you cuz it bothers me too like it feels it feels it's, way more dystopian than saying quarantine cuz it's behavioral yes behavioral condition like the language the verbiage is about behaviors and it's right. like okay like but it's injecting the social in it and it's like you know it's just about proximity what we're talking about is proximity yeah like physical proximity not the social sphere even though you do have to you know kind of put pause on the social sphere you can still like you know well ultimately for a lot of us it's not that much different than it is anyway it's just that your group texts are a little more active than usual you know yeah i think that it wouldn't be that big of a deal if it wasn't um what did you say before? Like, if it wasn't, if it didn't come down from on high. Yeah, about modifying behavior. Sure, and everyone yes, just goes, yes. When you have mandates of changing social behavior, that gets weird. This is where we get into some weird, like, ooky spooky, ooky spooky ghosts of the past, <laughs> where it's like, mm, okay, I guess we'll just hunker down and be afraid. It's like, afraid of what? Afraid of who? And, like, you know, like, the, the threat is unfortunately real. Yeah. It's not a, it's, it's a specter with actual death. Right, right. That isn't man-made. Right. Um, Which makes it a little bit more freaky for people because it's uncontrollable. Yes, yes. Um, I don't know. This is kind of a third rail that, I don't know. It, it It's not necessarily not man-made either, you know? It's a consequence of like our, well, people done fucked up, our effect mean. on animal populations and their interaction with us, which is completely man-made. Like, you know, it's neither here nor there towards your point, but yeah. I think it's worth mentioning that like, yeah, this, well, this but is, it's, it's the reverse. Though. What I mean when it's not man-made, it's not a social man-made. It's not yes. like fascism where it's like, no. oh my God, let's go like march against the people. You can't march against a virus. Right. But these kind of things, whether it's fear of an other or fear of a virus are, mm-hmm. are like weaponized in the same way. Yeah. And like our reality in 2020 is so uh it's the banality of evil you know it's the hannah arendt thing like it's so mundane the way this is going down and we've be- and and it's crazy that it's happening like sort of in either the last or the middle year of the trump administration where like we've gotten habituated to our situation mm-hmm. to the point that i think people don't have uh, are not as panicked as they should be about the right things. They're rightfully panicked about the virus and they're looking for like local community and whatever they can do on a small scale to make mm-hmm. themselves feel better. But again, like like you said before, like people were already atomized anyway. And this further atomization of like enforcing it. Yeah. I, I'm I'm concerned that like I'm 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 concerned that people are gonna lose their political fear. Oh, I don't think so. I doubt that. 
somehow. Well, well, people will just be afraid of people, which I mean, that's th- what I'm saying. That can get weaponized instantly. And and all the solutions that are being proposed to me are like, well, just take care of each other, like just do small things. And all of that is vital and important. But like this is also going to take the wind out of the sails of aggressive action towards the right things. Or I mean, co- I think or like community action or well, it might not take the wind it might not take the wind out of those sails, which mm-hmm. is positive, but because we're isolated from one another, it limits the scope of, it, of what you can do. It limits the image machine as well. Yes. It, yes, it limit it limits the visibility completely of which any positivity in everybody's lives. Yeah. You can't like have like rally images that are great counter propaganda no i know i was thinking about that tonight because bernie has been posting like uh, they're doing their first ever digital rally because they can't responsibly hold them yeah i mean um you know and and i think like the debate the other night was extra surreal without the audience i kind of liked it though i I think i think the take on it universally is that like debates shouldn't have audiences that it was a better format for trying to analyze it objectively because americans are stupid if they hear yeah. whoop whoops like they're just gonna be like i like that well but it, but you know what's also a problem though is that you don't get the sense that the moderators have bias as much i mean i do and you do i'm sure because it's like you're in it and like you hear pretty some questions involved, and, you're like, and you can tell uh-huh. that you know the cn cnn moderators like have their own agenda yeah. but that doesn't come through as strongly without an audience you can't have it's those weaker yeah you can't have those moments like uh you know when they asked elizabeth warren like what was it like when he told you a woman yeah you like, know you, you can't like, have that what, clear contrast of that what did bullshit. you mean when you said i never said it what did you how did you feel when he said it? and she's like i what okay woo like again americans are herds like this you know you know for better or worse we're herd people right, right. we like that shit we're fans i don't know um so like this is why you even have like the Biden bump when it's just like $3,000 donors going, woo. Well, yeah, yeah. You, Hooting and hollering like they're like at like, well, the whole thing about Biden that's been insidious uh, since his South Carolina win was that you can basically win elections without campaigning at all based on the strength of media narrative. Right. Yeah. And like in, in a situation where now, that is an enforced condition rather than just something that they tried to make work mm-hmm. that did work. Like it, it doesn't give, it doesn't give me very much hope for the future when like, well, what happens when the rest of society becomes accustomed to that because of events like this, mm-hmm. it's no longer shocking that that worked. It's just the way it works. And you just have Skype presidents that are like amalgams of whatever the party decides yeah. should run. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm sorry because I'm I'm struggling yeah. to put these thoughts together because I, but I've been thinking about this a lot because I, I basically I'll just be upfront about it. Like I had a conversation with Ulrika last night via text that you know I unilaterally ended out of my stubbornness, but it was basically along the lines of this. You're stubborn. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Is that news to everybody in the audience? Oops. Everyone shocked. Yeah. Do we hear any applause from the? Oh wait, that's right. <laughs> that's when that's when I need to have a soundboard so I can give myself applause. <laughs> I got, but it, but anyway, you while you're looking that up, I I, ha- I was having this conversation with her last night that was around all of these same kind of issues, and I, I don't remember exactly why, but I we were I, I did just find the the uh, your applause button. Oh, okay, you just got it. Give me a moment. You've got it queued up. 
There's no actual clapping. It's just the strings. <laughs> you should have let that play for a second. It was good. Mm, I should. I thought I had crickets, but oh well. I guess I don't. Hmm. Anyway, continue. Sorry, yeah, was, sorry. Yeah. So I, I was I was having this conversation with her, and we were talking about you know hope and hopelessness, and everybody's feeling the same way. Um, and Ulrika's like our our community spirit guide, so it's always nice for me at least to like check in. That's with her racist. And see, yeah, it is. Sorry. Uh, she's a. Uh, yeah, I don't Native American guide. <laughs> no, she's gonna fucking what's that? What's that one movie? Our native Swedish princess. Yeah, what's what's that movie? She's our mid. She's gonna guide us to throwing old people. Yeah, off yeah, of Midsummer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so we're talking about this stuff, and at one point, like I was saying that I thought the election was like a bad leading indicator of where people's heads are at. Because she was tending to take a, you know, and I want to make it really clear that I'm probably straw manning her position. We were like having this over text. I hope I don't get into any trouble with her. It's no mm. disrespect. It's just that she was saying like, well, you find out tomorrow morning. You know, <laughs> she's yeah, exactly. She's been heartened by like being able to do her Kundalini over Zoom and like been finding all of these ways to like impact the community and that like positive things are coming even if the short term is bad. Mm-hmm. And I said like, well, I think the election is like a kind of a terrible leading indicator. And she was like, I don't think that's true. And I was like, you know, I can't abide that. Like, I actually think you're completely wrong. Like, when do you ever get a broad survey like that of the general vibe of a population, even if it's just Democrats in this Mm. case? And like, you know, if that's the page that the American public is on, like, I don't see how you can ignore that and just say like, well, the power of positive thinking will will help us in the end. Like, I think people actually, fear is an okay mechanism and it's something you should no. be feeling. Like, yeah, seriously. Fear because is a, fe- Fear is a motivator. Yes, What you motivator. do politically with that, you know, will to action is, that's where everything gets suspect. And it, it may be that, you know, potentially like in a Bernie Biden split, it's like people are like, oh, wait, you know, the Altacocker is like actually like on something because like this is fucked up. Maybe. Like, maybe. Because, uh, you know, when you have, a, a, you know, the more senile version, again, I said Logan era. Yeah, yeah. Professor X, like, you know, he's just causing, he's got the tremors. Right. Uh, it seems. Well, like it, it's maybe se- people will be like, oh, never mind. We can't do this shit again. But like, this is the scary thing, Will, because it seems to not matter at all. And I don't think you can write that off in trying to uh, anticipate what we're about to experience if you're if you're trying to anticipate it at all. Like people literally don't care. I mean, Donald Trump's already the president. It clearly doesn't matter somebody's mental state, you know, and and the thing about fear being a motivator to me is like as as much as hope can impact things on a small scale it's like well you can always impact things on a small scale like there were small scale things under the third reich that like mattered to people but that didn't stop the holocaust you know and and honestly i i can't i've been struggling with this problem all day i can't sit i can't sit here and ignore like this large scale trend towards fear as a bad deciding motivator well and if and you know that's but that's very un-American. I, and I feel like not pe- to be like I understand that, but I feel like people in their personal lives are doing a lot of soothing right now, which is justified. But I'm worried that through like soothing yourself, you're going to lose sight of what you should be afraid of. Like keep your eye on the prize and fight for something. But you know, I, I yeah, fi- fine. And if you know, you should 
listen to this particular uh, minute for your own self as what kind of soothing saying that statement forcefully does for you too. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure, totally. You know, like I feel like that was very much a. <sighs> it was well, du- well, dude. I but, mean, hold, it, it, I'll let you make your point, but can I say one thing really yes. quick? It's not to my point; it's to yours, which is I was having a conversation with Gwen not that long ago about my brother-in-law. And saying like, oh, he's always like pontificating about his sobriety. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you know, like when people do that, it's because they need to do that for themselves. It's not like they're not aware that they're doing that. So yeah, just, yeah, I know. All right. Well, just for the listener, for the reader at home, um, I forgot what my point was going to be. I had a point. Yeah. So like, I, I don't necessarily think that like, you know, in my brain, it's not so much about fear, but I start to think about like responsibility as a person in the world maybe that's a little different i don't know because I, I i just like fear can make you do one of two things you shut down and what most people are doing is cowering in a corner because you're just told that that's what you do or you are somehow forced to go out into the world and do things and you're like you know at the end of the day i think about on my end like what's a corporate responsibility look like what does a you know even for a day job, what's a leader supposed to do? Because, like, at the end of the day, I should be like, shut it down. This is stupid. Yeah. This is incredibly dumb. Yeah. But I'm but a minor cog in a larger machine. Does that mean necessarily that, like, once life is normal, that I don't go, okay, so we need to work this out. Like, this shit shouldn't happen again. This is, like, panic mode shit. But why didn't we figure this out ahead of time? Like, we're treating it like a snow day. Yeah. Like, which is all that people, when you said that before, it's, I started thinking, I was like, that's the only thing that's close natural disasters are always weather related where like you can't control the weather and it's like well we're now at a point in history where the weather is causing some other things sure and you know what is so insidious about something like a virus relative to a natural disaster is that even during natural disasters there's a kind of like agitated excitement where like the badness of it is kind of exciting and you can tolerate that because you know it will be over one way or another yeah. very soon it passes quickly and yeah. and this is not that way and yeah. also like there's no shot in freuda in this for me which is no. i don't think there is for anybody which is an unusual thing to say and i think it's part of the panicked condition is like even the worst people in the world that are like spreading misinformation and propagating this disease like i or crowding bars on St. Patrick's Day. I even don't I even don't want to see them die. Hmm. Which is crazy. Hmm. Fair. I mean, no one Whereas, you know, if somebody's like battening down their hatches in in Tampa Bay, like fuck this category five hurricane, well kind of fuck you. Like, you know what I mean? I there's but, something about the but that's in this idiotically case, charming. In this I don't case, know. it's because people are doing it to each other that it feels so dire. You know? Yeah, I mean, it, it it kind of lays bare your character, where you're just like, if you're choosing again, like if you're choosing to go crowd a bar and say Patrick say like, get wrecked, like you're dumb. And honestly, natural selection. Let's let it go. But but you're gonna but you're gonna kill people that you'll never meet. Or you're going to kill the people closest to you, not the strangers around you. Like the strangers around you, you by going out, you're going to kill your own vector. You're going to kill your own family. It's so much darker. Yeah. You know, what is coming to light is that young people are vectors because they're like, yeah, we can fight it off. Totally. Yeah. Nobody's taking it. But like young people are also wildly irresponsible and don't wash their hands after they pee. I mean, for shit's sake, whatever. People, people are dumb. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I guess like I, I can't I can't stop thinking about I can't stop thinking about how rapidly this has all decayed. Mm-hmm. 
basically over the course of the last three or four weeks because it's been a combination of the two weeks well but no it's been a combination of covid and the political environment and the economic environment Mm -hmm. like kind of all coinciding it it almost doesn't seem like it could possibly be a coincidence but well an asteroid would have to strike yeah somewhere (laughs) right like oh what's that that's real bright oh shit um that's the only like comparable calamity right like we're what's the the day after tomorrow yeah 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 we're actually doing that right right now but like we're not freezing the atlantic because also think sorry this is gonna be a tangent it's a fucking ocean yeah it can't freeze instantly i don't remember i never watched that movie but i remember that poster oh yeah and it's just like Statue of Liberty, like half frozen. And I'm like, but Manhattan's still like above sea level. I'm like, you're telling me. It takes extremely low temperatures for seawater to freeze. Seawater. Yeah. But the full ocean. That's what I'm saying. It's like the the idea that the full ocean would freeze and anyone would still be alive is preposterous. Crazy. Yeah. No, we'd all be like, oh, wow, it's cold. Um. Oh, I was, I thought, never mind. Extremely low. I thought you said like mildly low and i was like yeah that's like a lake whatever oh no 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 no! yeah Extra- I, it's salt didn't, water dude it doesn't really freeze that it didn't process in my time. time yeah, yeah. that didn't well that's the thing it's like it's got to be the north pole which is rapidly melting so like hey um oh, why did i do dice clay voice that was weird hey hickory, hey hickory dock i hate that joke i know it's so stupid. that's why i didn't finish it i knew it would upset you Ugh. um i'm waiting for like there should be like the gay andrew dice clay um i'm trying to think if that's already a thing it's not i wish it was really but you know i don't know but like somebody like milo was kind of like that but like a fat gross pig Uh uh-huh yeah like pure like piggish man piggish you have you ever heard of tim dylan no he's a comedian that you might be into in this vein no, I, don't, I mean, I don't actually want it in the world, yeah. but I would like well, to um, see it. Well, what I'm saying is it already exists. Ugh, yeah. that's annoying, man. Yeah. It's not quite as stupid as Dice. Yeah, I want the stu- I want the sheer dumb id- you know, that's, idness. That's tough, because back to the circle. It, oh, yeah. Oh, let's so do it. My my favorite boy, Joey, on the circle. Like, you're talking about a gay Joey. Yes. Someone that's like pure id that just want to f- just wants to fuck and like fight and fuck be hot uh, yeah, and yeah. fight and like just is really enjoying their life like so earnestly no matter how stupid it they gets, don't know no better yeah mm-hmm. they are having a good old time but the thing is like i don't think i don't think that there are gays right now that can be that because or like a lady who's just like well i guess that's judy gold here well here's the problem this is the point i was going to make is that like any population that has a history of oppression, you know, can't be like, and I'm not yeah. saying it's the worst for gay people or for women, but like, y- you kind of don't have the life experience to get to that point where you can just be unencumbered by any modicum of intelligence. Yeah, well, because <laughs> I all. mean, Cat Williams still existed. Then, like, Cat Williams, dude, is and like, Cat Williams is, is like, funny as fuck. Cat Williams is probably the best comedian. Okay, that's I was gonna alive say, right now. Serious? I was gonna say he's the black Andrew Dice Clay. He's way better than Dice. Well, duh. because Dice didn't even Dice didn't even write jokes. I know. Like Cat Williams does extended bits that are fucking hilarious. He's like, also a physical comedian yes. in that, like Eddie Murphy. Vein. Dice did a little bit of that too, but, but no, no, he's. No. I mean, he's a black comedian. You know, like no. it's it's very different. That's what I'm saying. Is like I think only basically like, uh, Mama's Boy Italian white men are well positioned for what you're talking about. Mm. I don't think you can be any other thing and get to that level. Huh. 
Because think about the again back to the circle. Let's let's focus on the circle. We're circling back to the circle. Think, think about Chris on the circle. Oh, you know that. what I mean? Ugh. He's going for what you're saying, but he's too faggy. But that's a caricature of a weho gay who doesn't live there. Exactly. And yeah. you're just like, how do you own a star vest and then a leopard vest? Who, who's Al's house of freaky vests, or not vests, uh, blazers did you go to? Like, right. what, <laughs> like, where did you get these things? Like, it's like men's warehouse for gays. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, this doesn't exist. I guess it's ASOS. Petrus. Oh damn! That hits that hits me hard. My favorite jacket is from ASOS. Yeah, well, I don't know the the place where Chris shops look looks like a clown car crashed into an H and M, and then fucked it hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't really know. It's it's a. Uh, <sighs> did you continue watching? I did. I watched one or two more episodes. Oh. Yeah. Um. I d- I really want to finish. So it who, after left we finish the, recording who left the who left the circle next? Oh, after oh. Antonio, the the blandest man alive. Oh, you know, I actually don't know if I saw another person leave because it's only every other episode. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. They, yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah. They circle jerk you into watching a new one. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's really addictive. I, I I don't know. I really struggle with the reality shows, but it's good TV for right now. Yeah. Because you just need something comfortable and retarded that you don't have to think about at all. <laughs> Yeah. So it's it's really perfect, and and like you said before, like the social distancing thing, it makes you go like, oh, okay, like let's just, you can have fun with yeah, it. Let's yeah, let's just have fun with this. I mean, that's I mean, this is the part that like I don't know, like you see, I don't know, maybe this is just like the you know the circle we run in, but like everyone's like baking and doing these like crafty things. I'm like, why can't we do stupid shit? I want to be dumb. Like I see puzzles everywhere. I'm like, I don't know. Is there anything dumber that we could? <laughs> well, we have, you know, but it's been really fun on the group threads and stuff, mm-hmm. just doing dumb bits, like trying to analogize presidential candidates to X-Men characters You're welcome. or, you know, whatever. But yeah, I don't know. We all got to try to have a little fun with it. That really is a positive message. I thought running Megan the Stallion and Normani as a ticket, I was like, I would vote for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm still holding out for Tulsi Marianne. Like I said, a hot girl's ticket would overcome all of our problems. They're hot women. Thank you very much. Sorry. Hot broads. <laughs> hot broads in the city. Um, okay. Well, that was... That's the broad city I want to see. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Well, that could be... Mm. It's too bad we have to do eight more minutes because that would have been a, way, a good way to go out. Yeah, I mean, oh, well. you, you could see that on like the Upper West Side. Oh, yeah. For sure. I feel like that's a very... Ooh. Maybe that's what I need to be doing during this COVID situation is hitting the hinge really hard and just setting the upper age limit a little higher and setting the region to, like, Upper East Side. If I could find me a Tulsi mommy that would, like, pay for stuff. So she can have an emotional affair with you? Yeah, yeah, because we can't can't actually see each other, but I could make an Amazon wish list that she could fulfill, and I could send her, like, TikToks of compromising material. Speaking of Andrew Dice Clay, um, <laughs> uh, oh boy. I mean, I feel like there are probably people who are like swipey, 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 like trying to f- set up their like Aprils real hard. I- I've been wondering that. Do you think so? Because like know. you can't fuck right now. That seems crazy. You could. I mean, you can, but like random hookups right now are a terrible idea. I mean, even my like usual customers are not a knocking on the door. And I'm no. Like, That's fine. That's good. Yeah. No, I don't. I, I would never. I can't imagine mm-hmm. like going on a Tinder date right right now. You can't. There's no bars. 
That's true. Yeah, where you can you can go walk around the park or something, but like you shouldn't even be in proximity with a stranger like that. That's weird. And then you also See, this is the media working on your mind, man. I guess I'm so. Just kidding. I guess so. But like the other thing is, even if the date goes really well, then you can't even go in for a kiss at the end, or you, you have know, to do an elbow tap, get a clandestine BJ on a bench somewhere. It's you know, it doesn't seem like any fun when all of that is removed. From There's it. no such thing as a clandestine blowjob. Excuse me, that's definitely a thing. Ugh. I thought that was a major thing in your community, you people. <laughs> yeah, but like it's not really that much of a secret. I mean, I saw a guy getting a beach in Herbert von King Park one time. So did Erica. Me? Yeah. Oh. It happens all the time at dusk. Oh. Before yeah. well, the parks that's like closed. parks. Yeah, 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 that's different. I don't know. I'm I'm just waiting for the time for like people to like be fucking in cars in New York. What do you mean waiting for the time? That happens all the time, dude. Why do you think there's so many condoms all over the ground in Bedsty? Do you think oh, people are car- throwing those out their apartment windows? Yeah. No. People car fucking? Yeah, for sure. It's that or homeless people, but I think it's m- more than likely it's car fucking. Because you have to remember there's a, lo- uh, a large population of teenagers in New York. Oh, they don't yeah. have anywhere to go. They don't have cars, though? Uh, people they know have cars, or I'm sure some of them have cars. You're fucking in a in borrowed Brooklyn? car? Ew. Yeah, why not? Gross. That's the best. Dude, fucking in a borrowed place is. That's the number one thing that happens in borrowed locations. That's just hotels. Well, or somebody else's apartment that you're like sitting for them, or. Yeah, somebody else's car that you're borrowing, or. Yeah, sure. Taking away your key to Corolla. I don't have a key to Corolla. You have the valet key. Oh, nice. Cool, dude. (laughs) I'm going to get COVID in Corolla. (laughs) <laughs> Corolla virus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you won't be able to breathe. That tracks. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, you have nothing to worry about. Your immune system's not compromised. You've been sucking down CO two every day for three years. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> like, I also feel like you know this is like a good oil on the inside. I mean, I wonder if like the the you know the vapors are actually like you know were so damaged that it's just like scar tissue where it's just like even if you got it it would just slide down and then get hacked back up uh, you know i'm not sure that that's how it works but i'll go with that theory yeah i think the jewel is a good prophylactic against coronavirus i'm burning it out of my lungs every time i take a hit yeah but except that like it's a stick i carry in my pocket and suck on and don't necessarily wash my hands and occasionally like drop on a bathroom floor and pick up and brush off really quick and take a hit of it yeah you know stuff like that just totally normal things that humans do. Yeah, you do that all the <laughs> I time. Do that all yeah. time. <laughs> Nasty ass. I mean, that's I mean, granted, like that's my morning movement is like coffee in one hand, jewel in the other. I know. Pop in a squat and I'm like, this is probably a bad idea. <laughs> it but you know <laughs> what? Probably terrible. <laughs> it's one of the great joys in life, I'll tell you what. Like it's not the seventies anymore. I know. You can't just smoke cigarettes in bed, so what are you <sighs> gonna do? I do pine for that time. That I never really experienced. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like, what are diners doing now? Oh, I mean, they're you know, restaurants are going takeout only, or they have to cut their patronage by fifty percent. So, like, whatever their capacity is, they have to go down to half that. But you know that most stuff. people just be like, we're roping off that section. It's like you're just making people closer. Yeah, <laughs> like that's the logic of most people. Like, yeah, just rope off that section. I mean, I don't know. I I walked by uh, Captain Dan's on my way home, and they seem to be taking it pretty seriously they're open yeah sure i mean everything's trying to stay open as long as they can stay it's open it's a bar oh because they have food so they're like trying to do food 
Well, they're trying to do everything. I mean, even bars are staying open. It's like you can't, you know, I, I feel for most small businesses in that you can't close for two weeks without going out of business. Yeah. So, I don't know. I thought bars were supposed to be closed. Oh, it's in Jersey City that there's no bars. Oh, really? That they mandated this? 10 p.m. to I, 5 a.m. I no mean, bars. again, one of the reasons why we got to put this podcast out ASAP is that, like, yeah, that by, change by the end yeah. of the week, I mean, who knows? we don't know. We just don't know. Hmm. Yeah. You know what I did learn today is the only state that has no reported cases of coronavirus right now is West Virginia. They don't have tests, so who would know? Yeah, Plus, exactly. All the inbreeding, they're probably, like, fucking superhuman. I, I just liked the idea that, yeah, between the inbreeding and the proximity to coal mines, that maybe they've, like, developed some Chernobyl, like, mutant strain of humans that... Also, it's in wildly unpopulated state. Yeah, well, if West Virginia ends up saving us, Ugh. that's how we know we're doomed. The West Virginia mountain mama will come down and be like, I've got the cure and it's moonshine, <laughs> bitches, yeah. drink up. And you're like... <gasps> All right, well, give me give me a swig, baby. Oh my god. One of my friends in high school who was an adult man that hung out with high schoolers. I don't know if you ever encountered people like this, but I had quite a few of them in, back in the day when I sure was did. 17 and they were like 21. Ew. Well, they oh, were Oh yeah, I did know one. They were cool cuz they could like get you booze and they had a car and like, you know. They're always creeps cuz they're trying to fuck your like 15-year-old friends or whatever. Yeah. But um, this guy was absolutely convinced that a shot of Everclear would clear up any disease. Oh, yeah, that's rubbing alcohol. And if I ever saw him when I was sick, he'd be like, yeah, dude, you got to just take a shot right now. I would that's, do it, of course, but it never like, helped. Well, that sounds like someone who I wouldn't trust with any life decisions. Yeah, he worked at Best Buy, and as far as I know, still does. So, mm-hmm. shout out. I shouldn't Steve. judge. Let's be real. <laughs> um no, I, that is a certain path of that certain kind of person. Yeah, exactly. He's a he's a very particular type of person that had a um, Fast and the Furious style like ricer car, yeah. and with like a, sh- a like a short shifter. Do you know what that is? No. You know, like on a manual transmission, like they're usually a certain distance apart, but yeah. there's ones where the distance between the gears is shorter, so that when you're racing, you can shift gears faster. But like this guy was not racing anywhere except for the 1.2 miles between his shitty apartment and Best Buy in Strongsville. (laughs) See, I had that person, but his name was Kevin. Yeah. You know, like, you know the time when it was like a thing to gel down your hair, like really like hard. Right. People would have like the Caesar bangs, but they'd be gelled down to the forehead. Yes. Uh Yes. I know exactly. He rocked that past 1997. Oh man. I was really into death metal. Yeah. But he had a car. And I, I was always like, why are we hanging out with this person? He's driving us. He has got a car. Sick. Yeah, exactly. People like that were always into like metal or hardcore or Lincoln they, Park. Or they were basically juggalos. Kind of, yeah. Like even if they, yeah, exactly. Lincoln yeah. Park. Like even if they weren't into ICP in particular, like it was definitely some crazy town shifty shell shock vibes. Come, come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly. Sugar baby? Yes. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Why is that seared in my goddamn brain? Like the video started playing in my head. I know, and I, I know. Went, Isn't it crazy how iconic that video is? Because <sighs> it is, you know, remember when it was that internet thing where it was like the internet on acid? Yes. With the swirlies? Yes. That's that video. Oh, of course. With the fisheye and the stupid. Weirdly, for some reason, the images in that video conjure the same sensation as like those scenes from gladiator where he's 
rubbing his oh. hand over the wheat. Yeah. Like, I, f- I have a similar, like, emotional well, connection. Well, because that's got the, like, halo <laughs> circle. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know about emotional connection, but... Or, yeah, it fires the same synapses in my brain, which makes me worried. You should. You've, <laughs> you've, you've got coronavirus. Oh, yeah, I have crazy town virus. Oh, boy. So that's the intro music? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, not. no, I don't want any lyrics. I just want the... Oh, sure. Pew, yeah. Pew, and then everyone will know. Everyone will have like a PTSD flashback of like, oh, that party. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Kevin, Steve, Phil. Uh, you know, like, yep, yep. Everyone will have that person be like, oh. Oh, my God. Yep. Th- that's the perfect thing to do in the midst of this crisis is traumatize people subtly at the beginning of the podcast. And then they'll get all the way to this point. And then and it will be revealed. Oh, yeah. I like this. This is great. <laughs> this is our this is our psyop against the population right now to further destabilize the situation. Oh yeah, thirty year olds around Brooklyn will be re-downloading <laughs> Facebook to find out where these people are right yes, now. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh my god. Except I don't know their. No one knows last names. I don't remember his last name. I bet some people with better memories than us will be able to track down their high school creeps. Truly. Oh yeah. Ladies, get at your high school creeps. Mm-hmm. Comment below. um okay and when when we'll do a second normal one yeah like thursday well what's what day is today today's monday yeah we'll put this one out tomorrow because i'll be able to do it in the middle of the day yeah and then yeah we'll just do we'll just record one on thursday and put it out on friday or do a wednesday whatever whatever yeah sounds good all right nice up okay bye 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 Come my lady, come come my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come my lady, come come my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Such a sexy, sexy, pretty little thing. This April bitch, you got me sprung with your tongue ring. And I ain't gonna lie, cause your loving gets me high. So to keep you by my side, there's nothing that I won't try. Butterflies in her eyes and her looks to kill. Time is passing, I'm asking, could this be real? Cause I can't sleep, I can't hold still. The only thing I really know is she got sex appeal. I can feel, too much is never enough. You always there to lift me up when these times get rough. I was lost, now I'm found, ever since you've been around. You're the woman that I want, so you're putting it down. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come, my lady, you're my pretty baby. You're my intellectual, you make me go crazy. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come, my lady, you're my pretty baby.